are live, and while we are uh, live, I'm going to live tweet that we are live, so people who still use Twitter can see that we are live, because we are live. Uh, this week we are talking, hello and welcome back to another episode of Loose Cannon, this week we are ushering in uh, the new season, season 19. I I really had to think about what season it was, because I absolutely prefer my season one two three four method it's like i know it's witch queen it's season four you right <laughs> but here we are 19 yeah season season 19 seasons 19 greetings that doesn't roll off the tongue as well as i'd like it to season greetings season because i'm trying to i'm trying to play on seasons greeting see Seasons greetings? Is that what it is? Celestial seasonings. Seasons greetings. Yeah, it is seasons. Seasons greetings, which is like the widely accepting way to say Merry Christmas. You know, just like all the holidays that are happening. Yeah, yeah. And so I was trying to make a play on that and... um. It doesn't roll off the tongue as as much as I like to pretend that it does. <laughs> uh. Man, it is it has been a while because um, you had a was it a birthday or anniversary? Anniversary, yeah. We went happy, up to Oklahoma and chilled in a cabin for a while. Nice, nice. And then I yeah. had uh, I'm not sure if I had my birthday interrupted or if it was a belated Thanksgiving interrupted. It was one of the two. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah, I think it was the Thanksgiving. Yeah. And then Which... today, I actually also have a belated birthday for myself. <laughs> and then next week, I have a birthday for someone else. And then the week after, I have a birthday for someone else. And then the week after, I believe it's Christmas. <laughs> I don't get a yeah. fucking break. Yeah. I tell you what, man. Um, In, in November, like November 1st mm-hmm. until freaking like January 1st, it is the most chaotic two yeah. months year. And then during all that, everything's going on. Trying to get presents. Yeah, and during all that, I'm trying to get work done. You know, so yeah, it's it's rough out here. (laughs) Yeah, it is. It is indeed rough out here. But yeah, Uh, but the holidays (laughs) are the holidays are here. We're in the middle of the holidays. Yeah, (laughs) that that rolls off better. We're in the middle of the holidays. I think everybody's yeah. I think everybody's probably focused on getting the last minute gifts because mm-hmm. I would say that like as far as trends go, people um have been more diligent about buying gifts well in advance now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have used all... to be Yeah. Used to be in like the early two thousands, everybody's way late and doing everything. But mm-hmm. I think as far as society goes, they're much better at getting gifts way ahead of time. Yeah, because of because of convenience. I mean, we have Amazon and mm-hmm. eBay and all these other things. Back in the day, you had to wait until Black Friday to get your deal, and you ran out to Black the Friday store. A scam to begin with. Exactly, and now it's like it's just a ripoff. I thought Black Friday was like where the deals were going to happen again this year. I noticed them all, and I was like, "Dude, this is not." Yeah, no way. I got a good deal on uh, 
uh, one present for my wife. It was like, it wasn't even Black Friday. It was like two or three weeks before Black Friday. And I, I just, I looked it up and I was kind of on the fence about getting it. And then I saw it was 40% off, 45% off. And I was like, well, I guess I'm getting it because that's a fucking great deal. <laughs> right. Right. But I was looking back at prices in uh, August on some mm-hmm. of these items I just bought. And that, you know, they're like kicking it back up to the MSRP to give you the 45% off. So mm-hmm. it's it's technically like two three dollars less mm-hmm. than what you were paying back then. However, they're trying to bundle it with something else because they're enticing you. Well, if you pair it up with this thing, you get forty uh, yeah. percent off of this thing too. Mm-hmm. But so you're paying more for something you don't need. It's kind of like where's the value? I saw the shadiest fucking thing. Uh, a video of the shadiest fucking thing today. Uh, it was it was a, a Target. <laughs> Uh, sale tag and it said buy buy two get one free and it was of a toy and I think it was of a frozen toy I don't know if those are still really popular uh, today yeah. but it was a frozen toy and it was $35 so basically it was saying if you spend $70 on toys two toys we will give you the third one and they they just pulled back the plastic and the original label was still underneath those toys were $20 Oh no! So they marked it up to thirty-five, and then said, "If no. you buy two, we'll give you one free. Three toys would be sixty dollars." They marked it up to thirty-five, making two toys seventy dollars. So they didn't even just like trick you into buying two; they tricked you and also took an extra ten. So, Horrible! Diabolical! <laughs> Marketing geniuses up there, huh? That's what they call them. Yeah. Uh, we're all Damn. prey. Yeah, I mean, seriously, though, like, it's upsetting, but <laughs> that's the state of I know, right I know, I know, I know. I deal with it. I go on a tangent all the time. My wife tells me, my wife is constantly shut up in the car when we're driving to whatever store we're going Because <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, the, I'm the grumpy old man just sitting there. Our name prices these days, you know, yep. just having a fit mm-hmm. of everything. Why are yeah. we taking a return back to the store and spending five dollars in gas when the item we bought was only four dollars? You know, yep. stuff like that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. My, my wife is always like, whenever I get something on Amazon, that's like, oh, this isn't what I thought it was. She's like, just return it. I'm like, it's not worth the energy. I'm, <laughs> I'm not. And they going, bank on that now. Yeah, I'm not fighting my way through fucking coals to make an amazon return like you have to pay me to go into a coals i hate that place you know we have um i don't know if you have it up there but we have what are they called the ups or thing yeah we have ups stores okay so like we can take our amazon yeah yeah stores. okay cool yeah we have yeah. those as well uh uh ups coals and whole foods and uh whole foods is the easiest one because they have like a whole section like it's like you or at least nice. for us you walk in you turn right you're at the amazon section you just go here you go and they just give you uh they're like okay it's done and you just walk out it's it's seamless but whole foods is like 30 minutes away and and Kohl's is right around the corner so you know it's, neither yeah, option you're, is uh, you're split uh, you're splitting hairs yeah <laughs> um 
Anyway, I guess we should talk about Destiny now. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. <laughs> it's funny that we're going from, um, because of just how every how everything is so packed, we're going from a Halloween episode to what I'm, like, memeing as, like, a Christmas season's greetings right. episode. Xmas. Um, but also, uh, you know, uh, it, the new season is on Tuesday the 6th. Wasn't uh wasn't the dark below on the ninth? Yeah, you got me. The dark below on the ninth? Yeah, December ninth. Uh, yes, it was December ninth. Was the dark below? So it's funny that now our season fours of the annual structure are gonna fall on the original first DLC release date timeline. That's crazy. The, the second Tuesday is of December. Huh. You know, if they were, if they really wanted to, Bungie could have some fun with. I wonder if they're going to reference anything about the Dark Below. I have a feeling like, I, and this is just speculation on my part, but I have a feeling that you know, we'll get into talking about it. But I have a feeling like they're going to bring out some Dark Below stuff. Like is. like bring in um uh Fang of Fang of Iryut, I think it was called. Well, yeah, and then there were the things that were tied to uh the Warmine too. So like the Warmine and the Hive and the uh stuff that we saw in the dark below that had to do with whatever was going on. Like those little story missions that we have. Mm-hmm. I think we're mm-hmm. gonna I think we're gonna get a glimpse of some of that. So you're you, we, are you are you saying that you're kind of uh so just a a little teaser for the actual episode. You're you're kind of thinking we're gonna start seeing like Oversoul Edict, Abyss Defiant, Word of Crota, Fang of You. Like we're probably never gonna get Crota's end back in Destiny, but they'll throw in the weapons. I don't know. I don't know. It, you know what would be okay. I'm just gonna say. It. So what would be awesome is if Crota's end was a a dungeon. But it's a very divisive topic, but yeah, I know, but, but I'll just, I'll, I'll leave that there and that can be what it is, but no, as far as weapons goes, I don't know that they're necessarily going to bring those weapons. If they do make the dungeon or if they do bring Crota's end in, they can just make those weapons a part of that with mm-hmm. all the other stuff. Uh, you can have your like tiered weapons, but that aside, I was just thinking primarily as far as like open spaces that we have available to at our disposal. So there's the Cosmodrome and the moon. Mm-hmm. They could definitely revisit those places in some of the older places. Like, there's the whole vault of the war, or there's a whole war mine area on the Cosmodrome that's still. And remember, we had a lot of taken and hive experiences in those hallways over the yeah. over the course of E1. And uh, in the moon, we had a lot of hivey hiveness as well. Obviously, but now that now that they have you know all of the red. <laughs> the, we the, the newer i know the hive that are on the moon now what is it called the keep the shadow keep yeah. shadow keep areas yeah the, those well, the scarlet the scarlet keep areas scarlet keep thank you red <laughs> yeah shadow so keep can... was the 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 expansion that they debuted in uh they are the hidden swarm effectively but it's like the hidden swarm kind of got extra <clears throat> Anyway, that's they've just always my, been there. That's just my theory as far as like what's going to happen as far as the undercurrent. Yeah. Okay. Those, those areas. Anyway. Well, 
I, I really want to get into those, but before we get into those, why don't we uh, get into the lore card and then we can just like deep dive on what we're going to uh, think is going to happen. Absolutely. So I did this lore card uh, because we haven't specifically talked about this particular word. We did talk about the the phantom armor set that we got from and but this was a particular ghost and i thought it was relevant because we just had the cut scene where satan osiris kiss and they have tea you know because it's like the darkness that helped revive osiris and uh that was tied to mithrax and mithrax made this concoction out of soupy darkness which is kind of sus but I guess he's got some abilities that, you know, anyway. <laughs> yeah, no, so that was, okay, well, I want to get into that after, because obviously yeah. it's going to play a part in the, the next season. Let's yeah, go on, go on. so what I thought was crazy is the whole cutscene starts off with the light provides. Now, that's a, that's a, like a, what do you call it? That's his, that's his catchphrase. You know, Myth, yeah. Mithrax's new catchphrase is the, the light provides. Yeah. So every time he says that, I feel like, you know, they're intentionally putting that in to kind of make us think about it. So this ghost was something we saw when everybody was wrestling with their nightmares and we were having to play those missions and see all of the different characters wrestle with their own, which were basically either visions of people that they lost or loved in the past or people they had killed or had dealings with that were unfinished or... excuse me or you know had some kind of haunting factor that made them wrestle with their demons and the first time we saw that with was with eris on the moon and you're insufferable and we found that the nightmares were a part of the whole pyramid darkness experience that was hidden on the moon and so i just think it's funny how all of this unravels to a point where you know we're dealing with the darkness and uh, mithrax now that he's a good guy, uh, is telling us the the light provides. And so I went into this uh, ghost lore and just read it real quick, and and I kind of remembered it. And I was like, oh, yeah, this is about when Mithrax was on the in the helm and he heard the crown of uh, sorrow talking to him. And what was talking to him was actually all of the people he had killed in his previous dealings big bad guy and uh yeah so there was all these voices of fallen his own people fallen that he had killed and Mm -hmm. other enemies that were calling out to him and uh he basically shrugs it off like oh my gosh seeing and hearing things crow's kind of like there and he's like what's up you know what's going on or somebody's there and he's like what's wrong and he's like oh nothing just doesn't even acknowledge it you know and Mm -hmm. he's like going to go on and deal with it on his own. And so I thought that was kind of relevant because Mithrax is here saying the light provides and, you know, he's dealing with his own demons, but at the same time, he's, he's wrestling with being a good guy and having this really bad past. Mm -hmm. Right. Okay. That's the synopsis. And so I thought, what does phantasmal shell have to do with Mithrax? And why is this quote here? Well, it's because of that lore, because of the, the crown of sorrow talking to the hive savage but what got me was uh the phantasmal shell it's named phantasmal for a reason because it's tied to those demons that 
basically every character in Destiny has to wrestle with. So Mithrax is wrestling. wrestling. So you look at a Phantasmal Shadow, you see it. If you look at the the horns around it, it's got that demon-looking presence to it. And then mm-hmm. the, ghost, the ghost inside the center is atmospheric type of color-changing uh, haze. And it's really cool-looking. Uh, but it's it's different from all the other ones because this one has more of the rainbow of, of light spectrum. All the other ones is just straight red. Okay, When you read Phantasmal, what does that mean? Well, Phantasmal pertains to ghosts or phantoms, uh, and they're eerie or frightening. Something seen but no, not having physical reality. Uh, it's an impression of the senses, a secret apparition. So that all stems off of phantom, spirit, and ghost. Uh, those are used to describe the vital principle or animating is- essence within all living things, right? You know, you think of like a soul, whatever it passes on, ethereal. Um, but phantasmal is just basically a word that catch-alls. Is that even a word? It catches everything that has to do with you know, the plane of existence, living and the dead, right? Um, mm-hmm. So so it's an illusion, a specter, or a nightmare. So nightmares are what we dealt with in that whole story. Um, Phantom is a figment of the imagination. The word origin, French, is fantôme. Uh, to bring to light, which I thought was relevant, uh, to make appear. So a spirit is something where in folk belief, the vital presence or animating essence within all living things. As recently as 1628 and 1633, respectively, uh, both William Harvey and Rene Deschartes uh, still speculated that somewhere within the body, in a special locality there was a vital spirit so this is still a thing that people kind of like you know waffle back and forth is this real or is this not real ghosts aren't real yes i believe ghosts are real famous people argue this all the time um and so you know whether you whether you believe or not uh that there is a spirit it it is it it is a definable thing as far as our culture or anyone's culture and so we kind of relate it to a vital force, which is what's responsible for the animation of the whole body frame. So just like an engine in a factory moves the machinery in it, uh, your body is driven by right? So if you believe you have a soul or whatever is causing your body to move around, it's not just your brain and your local motion. So okay. the go- So the ghost stemmed off of that in early uh, history as... The soul or the spirit of a dead person or an animal that is believed to uh, be able to appear to the living. Um, Within ghost lore, (laughs) and this is a ghost shell, within ghost lore, depictions of ghosts vary widely from an invisible presence to a translucent or barely visible wispy shape to realistic lifelike form. The, the, The deliberate attempt to contact the spirit of a deceased person is known as necromancy or in spiritism as a seance. So we deal with all of these different archetypes within destiny because a lot of these things are considered, you know, motive or motions that we deal with in game. You hear these mm-hmm. things pop up constantly, like necromancy. Uh, you, you hear about spirits and ghosts and, 
and um, phantoms. Um, so all of this has roots way back into ancient Egypt, where ancient Egyptians believed the soul and the spirit exist after death with the ability to assist or harm the living and with the possibility of a second death. So if you think about destiny in a whole, it's very much like what the ancient Egyptians believed, where your, your undead warrior is having a second life and having to, you know, wrestle with all of the things that are of the land of the dead. Um, over a period of more than 2,500 years, Egyptians believed about the nature of the afterlife, afterlife and it evolved constantly. Uh, many of these beliefs were recorded in hieroglyphic inscriptions, uh, papyrus, papyrus scrolls, and tomb paintings, uh, being an example, which, which is an iconic one, the Egyptian Book of the Dead. Right? Uh, the Book of the Dead is <clears throat> very much like the centered thing as far as Egyptian folklore goes, culture goes, whatever. Uh, and from what we know in game, Osiris has a lot of the, uh, you know, his name has a lot of Egyptian connotation. There's called Book of the Dead, which mm -hmm. comes up uh, as far as, you know, destiny is concerned and what he's had to deal with. And so my mind instantly goes to how does this relate to destiny? What is the bigger picture? Um, I saw one of the, one of the people at Bungie mentioned something stung with me and I can't remember where I saw it, but thought it made me think a lot. And uh, it was a quote and it said, people are getting this wrong. The darkness is tied to memories, mm -hmm. the loss of memories, the absence of memories. Darkness is very much the nothingness of memories. If you think about it, the collapse happened. And then we didn't know where we came from, what we did, and all of a sudden we were dealing with new powers that we had, or some of us had. And a lot of us were being resurrected ghosts, as far as the story arc goes. And so everything that was pre-collapse was erased. And so all we had to go off of was these archives and these historical documents, and we had to lean on crypt arcs to figure out what happened, where we came from, what was our culture before we got here. And we had to piece it together. And so we had ghost fragments, which were fragments of information that we could glean and get a big picture as to where we came from, why we are here, and what we're supposed to be fighting for. And so destiny in a, in, a, in a big encapsulated experience, it made a lot of sense when they said that quote because I thought about the darkness in a new light. And if you think about the witness and how, you know, they're they're trying to herald the darkness, basically trying to bring on another collapse. The collapse in a total, total totality is the absence of memories. It's the absence of information. Basically, this this you know wave of darkness, which just sets everything back to. Zero. So I thought that was interesting. I thought mm -hmm. that um, I thought that the cutscene was really relevant um, for right now because. If Mithrax is playing with darkness material, which he got from the reliquaries, reliquaries or whatever you call mm -hmm. it, made a tea, had Osiris sip that tea, and now Osiris wakes up suddenly with all of these new memories from being paired up with Sabathun, how is that ultimately going to play going? Is that going to be the little like step, 
one of the stairway to our new darkness ability. Neo Muna was found in that memory. I mean, all these little questions pop up. It's nice that they're trying to tie in the whole experience, but I think there's something greater underneath the surface that we've ignored. Like, for instance, Zivu Arath, if you look up in Ishtar Collective, Zivu Arath, for as much as her name pops up, there aren't any items technically tied to her. There aren't any, like, major stories that have anything to do with her, um, you know, grand involvement. There are a lot of, you know, side stuff where she's in this commentary or she's in, you know, of course, grimoire and all of the fragments. But as far as a, a game goes, you know, if you look at the items, there's nothing, you know, definitively tied to her. So she's been this undercurrent of war that's been feeding off all of the tithing that's been happening around her. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was really crazy because we've all been just thinking Savathun, Oryx, Hive, fight all these demons, all these stuff. But the bigger picture is Ziva of Wrath has been there all along, just soaking it up. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there was a tweet from Bungie that said, like the threat of Zivu or Wrath or whatever. And it was just like, people were like, what do you mean Zivu? Where the hell has she been? And it's like, she's always been there in the background. It's, it's never been, um, it's not like she hasn't done anything. And I, I, I posted it on Twitter. I, 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 I didn't want <clears throat> to go digging for something. I didn't have time to, I mean to say, um, sure. that I wasn't sure if it was uh, real. So maybe you remember, uh, aren't the hive, invading uh Savathun's throne aren't they being led by Sivu the hive taken and scorn oh yeah for from what i remember story wise i believe that those particular hive were uh aligned with Sivu well she didn't she grab she grabbed scorn some hive and um well, her hive, obviously, not the yeah, lucent, not hive. the lucent hive, not the lucent yeah. hive, just or her the lucent brood who aren't necessarily yeah. lucent hive, but either way, um. <laughs> right, exactly. But I, it, uh, it makes you wonder because if Zivu Arath can, you know, if, if Zivu Arath can use definition of war to mm-hmm. bring her power to herself, then all of the other hive members have been outplayed ultimately because even even with even with deception, right? Mm-hmm. Even with deception, as Savathun was thought to be the ultimate power, deception can only go so far because telling the truth shuts down deception. Oryx taking, right? He was wrapped up with taken. So while that's happening, Zivu is feeding off of the war that Oryx was, was waging across the universe, as well as the war that Savathun was because they're all ultimately together as a a triad. Yeah. But I mean, I don't know how, how literal to take that type of stuff. Like I wouldn't necessarily say that Zivu is like, while they were separated, I don't think Zivu was getting actually getting empowered by Oryx. And just like when Zivu uh, went to Tora bottle and she, she made that like statement, like you've been warring, uh, uh, blah, blah, blah. It's time you paid up. That felt, more like bragging, not like actual um oh, like, yeah, like universal literal. embodiment of war. Yeah. 
Well, that that's that's a good point. But I what makes me think about it is because in and so this is what I did immediately looking it up, and I was trying to remember when Zivu and Oryx were fighting each other, and basically Oryx was killing Zivu. She's mm-hmm. like, okay, just keep killing me. I'm going to get stronger, you know. And that, so that made me think there's something else, not necessarily like she is the totality of war, she is the god, but remember they killed Akka. Well, Oryx, uh, Oryx did. Oryx. Yeah. And Akka was the secrets, right? Yeah, the, the Worm of Secrets, yep. Uh, and so if you think about the Worm of Secrets in Akka and Zivu, being basically a secret war that's been happening. Mm-hmm. Wonder if they couldn't play off of that. I know that the worms are no no more because of the the raid, you know, and the and the mother worm vanquish or whatever. Well, the um the the strike specifically, the uh, replication chamber, I think it was called. That's right. Yeah. That that should put an end to any, and that's a that's a huge blow to the hive. Like basically saying there are there is now a finite number of like probably min, millions potentially billions finite number of hive in the universe, but there is now a finite number. They cannot create more because when a hive is born, um, like a fresh hive, they then immediately have to ingest a worm larva to enter the worm pact to truly become hive. And without worms, just, you know, that, that should cut it short. Um, exactly. So without worms, what are they? So what do they'd they just be like the krill. They'd have, they'd be weak with the 10, 10 year lifespan. And so this sticks out in my mind because we had, which nobody really kind of paid attention to, but we had the whole season. Was it the season of the hunt? With the Wrathborn, yeah, season of the hunt another... had Wrathborn. Yeah, so the Wrathborn and Zivu, Wrath, Wrathborn, finding another way to pop into our fight, and now we're using basically the same exact structure uh, as a way to call up nightmares and defeat them, and it all being like the circular tied to the darkness. Could mm-hmm. Zivu? Let's just hypothetically, because this is what in my mind I was having problems with trying to reconcile. Could Zivu have found another way to circumvent a worm? Because we know Savathun technically did by creating the Lucent Brute, having a ghost. That'd be interesting to find out if if Zivu basically found a way to be like no more worms, but still still choose to fight for the darkness, uh, for the witness. Because the whole the whole worm thing was was just a trick to to get them under the witness's thumb. Yeah, and so that having that said, and having that said, could Zivu be technically outraged at the whole um, bringing Gaul? I mean, not Gaul. Bringing, <laughs> oh gosh, I'm so bad with names. Bringing Callus underneath uh, the witness as the herald of the darkness, because if 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 the witness is like, okay, you know, your fanatics. For your fanaticism and your insane, you know, mm-hmm. lust for for this, you know, being the one true, what was it called the uh, the the one last living being in the universe, whatever mm-hmm. uh, the final shape. Yeah, yeah. If you want to be the final shape, so bad. Come over here. I, you know, I'm sick of hearing about it. Let's just make you that way. Here you go. Here's some seeds. Throw them in. Your- 
it up, get fat, grow, grow strength, whatever. But Zivu is in the background watching this. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't put it past her to yeah. get insanely outraged. To yeah. So, so the tweet in question where they posted the this thing about uh, it was the video of Osiris waking up, and so forget the contents of that video. Sure. Uh, Bungie decided to associate Osiris waking up as important because he's going to help with the fight against Zivu. And so that's that's kind of um a little bit odd because when you um for example when you look at and I'll put it up on screen when you look at the lightfall because obviously Osiris wakes up and he's he's going to tell us secrets about Neomuna except Neomuna is not coming next season it's coming the season after it's coming in lightfall and right. sure maybe we're being teased about its existence but you know that's that's the extent of it and so here you have Osiris on the far left uh, of these rings and then you have um what were the the quicksilver soldiers called oh uh, Neomuna i forgot what they were called cloud striders cloud striders thank you you have the Cloud Strider on the far right, and then next to the Cloud Strider, you have the Witness, and then next to Osiris on the left side, you have what is the new form of Callus. And, like, obviously we know all about that the fact that Callus is coming uh, in Lightfall. He's got this big thing. He's finally a true disciple of the darkness now. He's been built up. He's got Dark Cabal, as the, the, the press kit uh, calls them. Uh, I imagine they have a better name than Dark Cabal, or maybe it's just fine to <laughs> keep it simple, you know, because yeah. you don't need to make fanciful names for every subsection, you know, you can just call them Dark Cabal, and I, you know, just so I get it, you know. Dark um, Balls. <laughs> but so it's like Osiris is being awakened to help with the threat of Zivu. Is that to say the threat of Zivu that has always been looming over us and will continue to loom over us for some time? Or is that to say that the threat of Zivu is actually the threat that's coming immediately in Season 19? Well, if you if you want... Okay, so playing with that idea, if you want to, if you want to position the story forward, you've got to wrap up the triad of high event. You think so? I don't think so. Well... In a way, you have to have a dealing with all three at some point. Yeah, but I mean, so, it feels it feels so quick to be like, okay, we... And even if we dealt with Zivu next season, we still have Savathun to deal with. She's not actually, like, out of the game. It's She's yeah, just... Because they always, they always put a back door. I know. They always put a back door with her go. Yeah. But so... Um, wait. I actually forgot what feature one is. Okay, yeah, that's feature one. Um, so this was pointed out by a Twitter user, uh, Odd MB. Um, this is also from the press kit, and this is this image is from the press kit, but the scene is from the Witch Queen campaign, and so I say it's from them because they 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 were kind enough to put these little uh, symbols above the head of Saladin, Eris, and Saint Fourteen. Uh, obviously, the season symbols being season of the risen, season of sorrow, and season of plunder. 
Um, right. Saint Fourteen didn't exactly lead Season of Plunder, but I you see the direction in which Saint Fourteen is very integral to the season as like the the um, companion to to Mithrax, the guardian liaison that's basically forcing all of the last city to be like you like them now <laughs> you yeah. don't get to hate yeah. them anymore it, you like them now it, it, it's funny because it, they're they're forcing you to be okay with the very fact that saint in the fallen that yeah. whole that whole mythos at the very beginning of destiny was saint hates the fallen so much he headbutted a kel mm-hmm. and is just like Several. on the warpath to destruct yeah right and then Mithrax was the ultimate, you know, killer of the mm-hmm. fallen. It's like these two champions of both sides having to come together and reconcile different. Yeah, we're together now. It, it's it's got this like this um, almost flavor. I can't remember the the book book or movie or fucking whatever the hell it was from. I read I read and watch so many things that things kind of get jumbled. Um, but there was one. Where it, the the main characters kind of had this horrible task in front of them, you know, they they had to go to like a war against the corrupt, the currently corrupt leaders, but they did so with the knowledge that in doing so, to to protect innocence, um, in doing so, they have to kind of lose their innocence, and then they don't get to just be like, okay, we took it over, we we saved all of you, now we're in charge, because they're no longer the person who should be in charge, and they were like, they they, they went into this action of, of like war and etc., knowing that at the end of it that they're just gonna be like all right off with our heads and then you you know all you all you good people who were not doing what we were doing you guys lead because we cannot be trusted to lead after everything that we're gonna go through to get to this point and i kind of get not to that extent but i kind of get that that feeling between the saint and Mithrax where it's like, we both did horrible things, but the only way to move forward is if we completely just like put that behind us and, and lean hard into the future. Sure. Well, you know, Um, that brings up the whole other question of, you know, we know that the, the, there's going to be some war mind, war mindiness. Well, and so that is the point of this image, um, which is still up on screen. So you have you have your season one, your season two, your season three, and then you have your season four standing right next to Saint in Anna Bray. Yeah. So it feels <laughs> it feels yeah. very nice to like line it up like that, and then next season be a war mind focused season. And in the TWAB uh, this past week, they also had an update that Seraph rounds were getting a, a yeah. week. I forgot exactly what it was. But so, like, there, there's, like, it's, like, almost being said that next season is Warmind season. Warmind season two, because we already had a Warmind season. Yeah, and we had a whole wait. freaking expansion was the Warmind Curse of the or what was it though? Yeah, I was gonna say, wait, no, this is Warmind season three, because we had Warmind, and then we had Season of the Almighty, which was Warmind season two, and now we're having Warmind season three. Which yeah. is fine. Like, give me Warmind season three. Like, I'm here for yeah. it. It's just funny. And and uh, and I hope that I hope it's not just all centered around. I hope it's like more of a Yeah, like key player Warmind's not, here. not yeah. the only focus. Me too. And um, so that brings up the question that everybody wants to know. Are we going to see Warmind in 
Are we going to see Rasputin as an as an EXO? I hope so. That would that would be um very exciting to to physically see a representation of of Rasputin that like he's there he's there in front of you yeah. and, you know kind of in the same way that like Saladin um he had like a leading role in season of the risen but it was a lot of cabal too it was a lot of Keitel yeah. it was a lot of the scions and and Eris um uh, actually no Eris probably was the absolute lead for season of sorrow but you know maybe Anna isn't the like hardcore lead for uh season four maybe it is more rasputin but they can't show you rasputin that just gives it away <laughs> right well so here's something that um i was trying to think back on all the different times we had encounters with rasputin what was he ultimately fighting again so i think about all the times where we had to deal with rasputin they were and correct me if i'm wrong but i i remember there was we we fought the taken with his help we fought the hive because the hive were inside his bunker mm-hmm. with his help. Yeah, the hive but, kept getting in, and it was supposed to be like but, this impenetrable thing. And it was just like, no, nope, yeah. they're fucking back. They're just in there. And then there yeah. was some like ominous in the at one point where like Rasputin saying, "Well, it wasn't directly Rasputin. Something like, what are you doing here? You didn't, you're not." Aware. There was like, but I don't remember explicitly having anything with with Rasputin and the Vex. Uh only in the lore from my memory, uh the Ishtar team, they pulled in they pulled in Rasputin to eventually save two hundred and twenty seven copies. Yeah. So that's all of we have is which was in the simulation. Yeah. Ishtar um, team. And then that's, a, that's an well, interesting point. Well, and so if you go back to that very first mission where you go into that uh, what was it, Doctor Shin? Paging yeah, Doctor Shin. That was that fallen. mission. Yeah, that was fallen. And then, uh, so, <laughs> but that was on Venus, and that's where the Vex were. But the Fallen were fighting the Vex. On- and in lore, the only other time I can think of that would connect the dots was Korea, which had to deal with Zivu, mm. and that was a fight. Then there was Korea, which is oh, but no explicit Rasputin versus. Yeah, that's a good point. You'd think he would fight the Vex more often. Exactly. Uh, there was another instance where it was more Vex. Actually, this is interesting. Um, let me let me find the the uh, card as well. You you keep talking. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought it was crazy because if, um, it, it, okay, so the Vex were tunneling in Venus. We had to go down into, well, uh, that. Are you talking? Because I'm not hearing you. Yeah, I'm talking. Can you oh, hear me? That's bad. Um, Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> that's been happening a little bit, but now it's happening a little more consistently. We we got to get that figured out. It's like every yeah, time we, we fix it, it ends up not it ends up unfixing itself. <clears throat> you know, I'm going to blame Discord for the pro, pro, you know, for most of the problems I'm having on my Yeah, <clears throat> you just cut out right there. Oh no. That's a 
unfortunate. Um, I did find the card. It was from Ghost Fragment Rasputin 2. And so, um, just to, to say what I was going to say, uh, it's, it follows the Vex and the Cabal on Mars. And they're, they're like at this like war of attrition. And, um, and so basically they're fighting it out. And, uh, a third song, a stealthy regard, something high above them, not Vex nor Cabal narrowing its great eye to measure the battle with instruments of light and gravity. Does she remember it? Does it remember her? It feels like she should. She has the sense of something old lifting long spear, testing its heft. Then drawn light, a terrible dawn. The sky opens up to admit devastation, thrown down from orbit. Minotaurs fall, burnt and broken with their fluids boiling out. Cabal guns detonate in the thunderous chains as tiny pieces, as tiny piercing fletch, fletchets fall out of the sky and find their ammunition bunkers. The battle stops. The Vex wink out. On the Cabal network, the voice of Valis to Arik roars. Find the source. Rouse the flares and find the source. Uh, she remembers the word from Earth. The array opened. A ghost from the Cosmodrone set it loose. And she wonders who won this battle. Who learned the most? The Vex baiting out this new power or the Cabal hunting it? Or the Warmind itself testing its reborn strength? Um, so... <laughs> Basically, yeah. in our actions of D1, we opened the array system. Rasputin now has easier control to many of its uh, weapons and functions, including um, what they called uh, hefting, uh, lifting an old, a long spear, testing its heft. Um, so there are uh, warmind weapons that can pr- that we could if we if we were to dive deeper into this we're not going to that you could probably yeah, yeah, yeah. figure out what weapon this likely is uh potentially at least and so what it sounds like is the vex picked a fight with the cabal trying to bait Rasputin out so this is like he maybe Rasputin was able to then also observe that he kind of got played and he's like, yeah, I'm off. I'm not, I'm not touching the Vex. Like, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, it could be. I mean, that was all on Mars too. And there was a big presence of the whole, uh, sub mind of war mind, whatever that was. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this also, uh, does, uh, kind of show the initial instance in where, the Cabal had their first action against the Warmind, which was Valis to Arc sending uh, three of the flares, uh, three Warmind flares, to um, hunt Rasputin. And they actually entered a Rasputin, a Warmind core, if I remember correctly, in the strike. Yeah, in the, I think the I remember that. Yeah. Yes. But, yeah. yeah. There were there were Vex in those missions. Yeah, the, I mean the the Vex were always kind of present. It's just never been like a direct confrontation uh, from from memory, a direct assault, uh, right. one side or the other. Yeah, and then you know the whole Scion kind of traveling time. What were they called? The Flayers. Yeah, the traveling flares. through time. That whole thing. That whole mess. Boy, we got like this. Table oh yeah, the, the second mode. the second grouping of flares because the first grouping yeah. was from the Dust Palace, and then in Season yeah. of the Dawn we had more flares. Flares <laughs> are a mess. They 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 are like 
next yeah. year. And they were moving the Phobos moon and all that. Yeah. The, yeah. And that's the other thing. Um, I guess, well, that's more uh, cabal, but another uh, attack against Rasputin, the cabal of D1 held Phobos out of orbit so it could be used as a weapon to destroy Mars if they ever got to that level of uh, need. But it feels like we took, well, we almost took them out uh, in D1. We took most of them out to the point where they couldn't easily do that. And then in, in D2, they were like, okay, we got our resources again. We can, we can, <laughs> we can redo our old plan of <laughs> destroying the, the solar system. Right, which has always been kind of interesting that the um, Ishtar or the the Venus slash Mars, um, you know, like two opposite ends of a pole that seem to ping pong vex back and forth throughout mm-hmm. the whole Destiny experience was kind of interesting because even in the raid f- fighting Atheon, you know, there was, this looks like Mars and this Venus. There was the gate on Mars that went Venus and. Vice versa, yeah. All of those, all of those things. It seemed, it seemed like the Vex were intentionally put in this loop that they couldn't escape from to keep them from being a, a massive threat on the universe. So they were caught in this loop uh, on the circular track that they can only ride on. And what was crazy is they were also around areas that had to do with the. Oh gosh, what is it called? The the off-world transit system train, off-world, the basically yeah. off-world yeah. transit. Yeah. Yeah. And so that, and it was, it was funny because that network that was created by Clovis mm-hmm. and the, and the exo projects, that whole train network uh, was, you know, like sir, somehow, somehow taken, taken over by the Vex and they were popping in and out of portals, but only, but only in those two places. You know, you bringing that up just made me realize something. We don't really have Destiny One like had that where it was like, look at these these places and this like fallen civilization, and look at how advanced they were, and you don't really understand how it worked because off world transit. It's like, did Clovis just build trains? Like that's right. that's fine. He could have just built a subway on Mars, but like. In the mission where we go there, there's like a lot of Vex portals all around, and it's just like, okay, yeah. well, obviously he didn't just build them around of around Vex portals. The portals must have come post collapse, but absolutely. At the same time, the train system went straight through what would become the section of the Black Garden when it wasn't severed from time. Which, ah, that's you know, right. it's just like. Is that just a fucking coincidence, oh. or did he did he know something? Did he harness Vex technology to make trains? Well, if you ask the cryptarch, he'll say nothing's going. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I I think uh, and so it kind of it kind of it kind of wrestles you right because you think about the Vex, you think about the War Clovis, and you think about um, all of those entities. They were like parallel with each other, but never yeah. directly conflicting. Yeah, like never, ne- never direct conflict. It was always parallel, every time. And it was like these these back channels were found for the exploit. They pop in and out of existence on these portals, which are tied to locales that had to do with heavy 
heavy technology, right? All this technology, because that would make sense for the Vex to be able to exploit technology because they are of technology, you know? Mm-hmm. I just thought it was crazy. Yeah, it, honestly, it's kind of weird thinking about, like, why wasn't Rasputin brought in to handle Europa at all? Was it Clovis wanted Rasputin away? Well, remember, you know, Rasputin, well, remember Rasputin had to shut everything. On Europa? Well, no, like, oh, on Europa. I don't know. Maybe it was just like the secret or maybe he just, his mind wasn't privy to that access because our soul system. Yeah. You know, remember, remember, um, originally we were, we learned that, that Rasputin fragmented and there only certain he could only access certain points of the soul system because mm-hmm. whatever happened in the collapse it all shut him down to one central isolated mind. yeah it, it shut him down it shut him down to the cosmodrome except for the pieces of him that were like severed and then right and then we went we to the array partially yep. yep yep we opened up the array where we fought the hive yeah. that big satellite dish comes out and then all of a sudden you know war mind's able to access all the other well, most of the other, because there were still the avenues other. that were cut out, and and yeah. so well. Either way, we 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 should probably try to get back to the season nineteen, yeah. um, the importance of season nineteen stuff. So it feels likely that we're gonna have to do with Rasputin, um, who I believe there was something about Rasputin knowing about Neo Muna as well, but I yeah, mean it that's... could just be as simple as a fragment of him knew about Neo Muna and the rest of him didn't. That's that's kind of what I'm thinking. Like, if they want to really like hard explain, you know, you, you got to have some, you got to have some explanation yeah. for it. I mean, so I, that I, could be I the only thing. And and there could have been a protocol for that because they definitively were like, no, we have to, we have to isolate this group away from everything off the grid, right? Yeah, protect them. I mean, Casiva was a massive threat. You know, even that, and then the the crashed ships that we know about. I I, I mean, I know people keep saying I really do hope uh, Siva comes back in some fashion. I don't think it's going to come back this year. Uh, meaning, like, um, I don't think it's going to come back for season four. Maybe it'll come back for Lightfall's uh, annual pass. I mean, yeah, it'd be great. I don't know how they would bring. Yeah, I mean, obviously, it wouldn't be the uh, the easiest thing to bring back, but I, I would like to see it if if it could fit. You know, it's all about what can actually fit the story, and I understand that it might not be the easiest thing to uh, to find to find place for, but I, I would I would I would really like it if it could. Um, so, if Anna and Rasputin are leading the next season, uh, you had a, a point about uh, Crota's end stuff. Do you think Crota Crota and Hive will be involved? I, I don't know if Crota explicitly will be involved in missions and stuff, but I think that the Hive are definitely because. Obviously. So when have we last fought the Hive? Like actually fought the Hive? We fought the Lucent Brood. It feels like there's right. not been like a season where we're only fighting one threat anymore. Exactly. So we go all the way back to the Wrathmore last time we fought <laughs> because other I mean, than Rathborn, that, they were all just. Rathborn were everyone. It wasn't just Hive. Right, I know. And they were the ones that Zivu attached to. Yeah. Which was the Scorn and the Hive. 
And then what? Didn't she also have a fallen in there? Yeah, I believe. Or was she that did. just because of scoring? No, I think there was. I think there was fallen in there as well. Um, so that's a scary thing because I think about Oryx and I think about his taking. Couldn't Zivu come up with her own version? Well, that's what it kind of felt like. Wrathborn were kind of her version of Taken, which were just like, maybe she's not absolutely controlling them, but she's enraged them to a state that it's kind of like, it just, it still fits her her purpose, where it's just like, point, and they will go and attack, and that's all she gives a shit about. Right, yeah. And and I'm fine with, if if that's all they want to do with her, I'm fine with that. I just think, if they're going to do something grandiose, we mm-hmm. got to have some direct confrontation. So then we have a new dungeon coming next season. A new dungeon coming to fight anyone who thinks, oh, it's going to be Crota's End, which I don't think. So, I mean, I don't think we're going to see Crota's End. I don't think they can lead with King's Fall and then go back for Crota's End as next year's returning raid. I feel like next year's returning raid absolutely has to be Siva, which is another reason why. Uh, I think Siva should return next year because those are assets being generated that you don't want to only use them in the raid. Like Taken exists right now. Taken are ambient mobs. They're they're around. So writing in King's Fall is kind of like okay, well we have Taken already. Whereas writing in Wrath of the Machine, it's like okay, well we have to rebuild Splicers now because they have their own uh, weapons. They have their own dynamics. Where like if you sh- if you killed them with a, a critical hit. Uh, headshot um their siva swarms come out kind of like actually kind of just like the lucent hive with their fucking moths so that's, that's interesting <laughs> that's true that is true <laughs> they did kind of rip a mechanic from it didn't they yeah just a little bit i mean it's it, it's it's utilized differently the moths yeah. will go around <laughs> and attach to new hive and give them a shield and you have the choice of killing the moth individually so it's like it is very different, but it just the and then it comes and attacks you, which that's fucking everything. You can't really call that a ripoff. No, and I don't, I don't, I wouldn't say that, but it is kind of like a, you know, I really love. I wish that was more. I wish that was more challenging. I really loved that idea. Even in yeah. Halo, we had some of these things that would go around and Prometheans. Is- you are you are really cutting in and out, and you're Sorry. quiet. <clears throat> Sorry, I'll I'll speak at the mic. So, <laughs> um, no, I really like that mechanic because even in Halo, they had something similar where there was a there was the there was a forerunner Promethean type of enemy that would go around and resurrect that you uh-huh. killed on the battlefield. I wish that. They would have leaned into that a little bit harder because it made that more challenging. Is all I wanted to say. Yeah. Because those lucent moths bringing back, you know, even the ghosts bringing back the lucent guy. Um, that was a really cool mechanic to. Hmm. But personally, I didn't feel like it was as challenging. As it could have been. Yeah. I think maybe if they want to do that, if they want to take that a step further, they can make that like a harder thing to do. Yeah. Going forward. Like expand. I mean, it would be interesting if um if they want to bring back like Splicers and Siva. I I think it would be really interesting to see them like double down on their existence. Like go go further with them. Like if Siva is supposed to be this like nanite technology that can build yeah. anything, like 
like have your your peg leg dregs and shit like that <laughs> and and have have it be where when you get a headshot on them uh they explode with nanite swarms and and you know but maybe also make it like um cuz all maybe not all enemies but most so, some enemies have like enrage functions where like knights will charge you um things like that right uh maybe it'd be, i think it'd be interesting if they had an enrage function uh, that was unique to to splicer enemies that well, like okay. utilized uh, a construction through the siva you know not necessarily just like constructing a wall or a shield but like right. body augmentation where it was just like oh shit like you take your you take your uh standard uh captain you know captains often times have the the swords it'd be like it'd be cool if like they did not originally have swords and then you trigger them in enrage and then it's just like their weapon, you know, is now a sword, like a transition in how they combat you. Be- That's that kind of cool. Yeah. Because of Siva. Yeah. You know, and so I hate to keep doing it, but Halo has a similar thing where you would fight a Promethean and he would get enraged. And then all of a sudden his light blades would show up on his arms. He would no mm-hmm. longer be just shooting you and, and, uh, and uh, teleporting, he would just come forward at you with this skull that opens, have these blades yeah. on his arm. So they were kind of like the champions. But mm-hmm. um, that being said, in Destiny, we haven't fought anything that is similar. We fought a lot of enemies that have similar abilities as this particular. But as far as Destiny goes, we haven't encountered an enemy that is truly as uh, destructive as the the um, the uh, the flood I knew in you were Halo. Say the flood. Yeah. You so are, the flood. You always come back so, to the flood. I know. I know. And I have to because I I see Destiny playing with all of our enemies in the similar fashion. Where this, like, even even down to the taken, um, the taken uh, scions that would split and make another scion. That's a thing that the flood do. Even when Siva would have a pod and it would infect a, another. Uh, individual near that pod and then they would become sievified or mm-hmm. even when the splicers would take on siva abilities and then like they would die and then the siva nanites would come at you that's a high that's a flood thing um even with even with the wrathborn which they didn't do anything about but where they would in the lore take a branch of themselves stick it in the ground and it would start growing you know that's a that's a flood thing and so i think that they could lean harder into that they wanted to and make um, maybe Ziva's uh, enemy types more like the Flood if mm-hmm. they wanted to, or maybe the Darkness, maybe the Witness enemies will end up being where the just cloud of darkness comes over, and then all of a sudden, you know, there are infection forms all over the battlefield. You got to. De- I want to get a soundbite of you saying that's a Flood thing. <laughs> Every every time something is remotely so, flood related, that's a flood well, thing. That's a flood thing. So my my hang up is Bungie created all of that crap, right? Yeah, they're they're making Destiny. They've brought so many other things from their past history into Destiny, not just Haloist stuff, but Halo is one of their greatest you know uh, creations. But there are so many things that they've brought into Destiny that were from their other games. Why not? No, I I understand. Um, so yeah, 
I, I guess anyway. the the point of the point of of talking about Siva that I was going to is I liked kind of what you made me think at the beginning of the show, where I don't think Crota's End can come back even as a dungeon. I don't think it should come back. Um, if it did not come back first, I feel it's kind of weird to bring it back after everything. But I would love to see the weapons come back. Obviously, with the exception of Black Spindle. But, you know, you have Oversoul Edict, Abyss Defiant, Word of Crota, Fang of Iryu, uh, Light of the Abyss, Swordbreaker, Hunger of Crota, and Song of Iryu. And also, those amazing armor sets. Like, uh, the Unyielding Cask, the Hunter Helmet, was one of my absolute favorite Hunter Helmets. I, I, I never took it off. It was like, this is the helmet that I want. That was and, a really cool helmet, yeah. I gotta yeah. agree with you. I and did then, like all those high, uh, items. They mm-hmm. were really cool. You know, it's funny you bring that up because all of the places that are locked off and sealed in the Cosmodrome have to deal with all of those things that we dealt with before we fought Coda. Yeah. And then not even just that, but also um, Crota, Crota's and Shaders. Because they had some of the coolest Shaders. Uh, they had Glowhu, which yep. was... <laughs> it was like very ugly, but people fucking loved it. But, yeah, it's um, a neon green glow that you could. Yeah, back then you didn't have glow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's exactly right. And what I was actually thinking of wasn't just Glowhu; it was specifically uh, also cryptographic, which I thought was a great shader. It, it was like um, kind of bronzes with reds mixed in. It was like a really, a really good color combination. Uh, but the ones that people really liked were midday pre-dawn and everyone's absolute oh, favorite right. sunsetting which was like black with like burning those were orange those were eras those were yeah, eras, those eras her, but they, they came urn. in that generation yeah They're because not, you got uh, those that, from that, yeah you got those from ranking up eras and you would mm-hmm. get pieces of armor from her like the thrall skin yeah which you never used but it was like kind of cool for that and then you and, would go down in the moon and have to get all pieces of You'd have to get pieces of the hive and put them in the urn. Yeah. You had a specifically, uh, you had to melee, uh, uh, regular melee, not throwing knife melee, uh, yeah. cursed thrall, which <laughs> <laughs> you can't fucking do. No, because they kill you. That was funny. Yeah. So, yeah, you couldn't do any of that stuff because if you weren't of a certain light level, you wouldn't live. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I, I think I actually didn't do that stuff. I don't think I, I completed the urn quest in my in the oh, original. Oh, man, I did uh, it all. That was yeah. a good one. I just got Best so out, frustrated. I was, I was like, one. fuck this. <laughs> I didn't do it. Well, all I had to do was do the raid a couple Because I got there late, too, because I was always a casual. Yeah. All I had to do was a raid a couple times, and they were strong enough. Yeah, that's it was the dark below when I really started to get into the game. But yeah. like at that point, like I, I didn't give a shit about the urn. I was I was raiding, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um, well, that's the problem is uh the, the raid armor and stuff overshadowed all the cool stuff that Eris had that you were supposed to use to get to the raid. Yeah. And it was I mean, it was just so easy. With the leveling system back then, it was just so easy to get into the raid and and not really need to be all that you know because like the first critizen was a great raid it's, it's one of my absolute favorite raids it had a yeah, mechanic chest. Is, yeah <laughs> it had a mechanic that is now in the light blade strike 
where um you had uh what was it called weight of darkness and you would yep. lose weight of darkness by standing at lamps and the lamps after they were triggered they would begin a timer a countdown timer to where they would explode and become unusable and that is now in a strike and it was also in um season Swamp. of the lost on the moon uh ley line there were a couple of the lamps that you could go stand next to and they would explode after you after you triggered them that's um, right yeah and so well they brought a little bit of that but it wasn't the same they brought a little bit of that with lanterns you had to find, destroy to keep the lucent hive from going forward or whatever it was. oh yeah well, th- there you go yeah. um and so it was a great raid <laughs> there, there wasn't really a point to what I was saying. I was just kind of reminiscing. Well, I mean, if they bring the if they re, if they bring the raid back, it'd just be its own little base that has nothing. The the only way I think Crota's End can come back is if it came back in the like essence of like thirtieth anniversary, where it's just like here's an extra thing that has nothing yeah. to do with anything. Here Maybe. you go. <laughs> It's not in the structure of of raid, uh, raid dungeon, old raid dungeon. It, it yeah. can't. I don't think it can fit in that structure. But if like, like even this season, even if season nineteen, they were just like, you know what, Curtisan, twenty bucks. Do you want it? Here you go. Right. Do you not want it? Right. Don't buy it. <laughs> so something like right. that. Maybe just give it to give it to give it as a thing for. I mean, it would be awesome. It would be an awesome, like, goodwill gesture to to give a new dungeon and Crota's End, but at the same time, that is a lot of work. It's not. It's not fucking easy. So I'm never gonna ask for that because that's fucking rude. <laughs> How many times did Crota teleport into the? I've never had it happen. I never. never? No. The the most the mind. most. Uh... The most memorable time, this is probably one of the most memorable things about that raid. The most memorable time was when I was in the raid, we were in that room shooting all our guns to get more um, ammo. Because if you, mm-hmm. if you, mm-hmm. you know yeah, what you I know, did. I know. Anyway, so we're sitting in that room and I'm sitting there talking to another guy in the fire team. And I was like, hey, do you remember when Proto teleported in that guy's Twitch stream? Whoever it was. And they're like, yeah, that was so funny. And uh, we were sitting there waving at Crota, you know, at the beginning. And, and then of he course waves you, back. Yeah, and he waves back. And then all of a sudden you do, uh, and everybody was like, okay, is everybody ready? And they're like, yeah, we're ready. And as soon as we started the mechanic, he teleported to our room. That's funny. And it was, it was like, at that moment, I was sure Bungie was messing with, like, he, they overheard us in the raid or something. <laughs> yeah, that, like, was, that, was a, that was a fun time. There was, there was so many, like, little, like... Everyone says how like easy that raid was, but it's like you did half of that raid avoiding the intended mechanics. Exactly. You yeah, know? the cheese, the cheese is what oh killed it. Oh my god! It was like imagine that raid if you couldn't cheese. I know, right? Like you had the the, the first encounter with the lanterns. If everyone so actually hard. had to go there, if everyone had to make it to the end and things like that, it's not as simple as as a hunter going in viz and just fucking running through that raid. And then you have the bridge encounter all the time just to get whipped. Yeah. 
And then you had the bridge encounter, which they made much better in the revamp with uh, everyone swinging the swords. That was awesome. But even before that, you know, people would climb up the tower and then you just have a warlock or whatever jump across yep. and then it's just done. Fly across. Yeah. And then you run through really quick. That's not even an encounter. That's just like a fun little uh, mini mini yeah. beat. And then the only one that was at all done legitimately was Ear Ute. And that was like the strategy where you break off into two teams and then you collapse on her and it's really fast paced. But then with with Crota. Pull the plug. <laughs> not even pull the plug. With Crota, you have two 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 things that are getting done. You have the one person getting the sword, which is intended, of course, and then they hide by that like little rock next to the stage yeah. and then they jump. Yeah. Out. But instead you can stand of standing there by the rock and punch yeah. the rock on the other side and not get hit by anything, and then Crota would always be looking at you while other, yeah. other members of your fire team would go and kill him. <laughs> yeah, and then your other, the rest of the fire team, instead of standing in an area where it's like a little tricky, they yeah. they just group up on the ledge outside the window, straight yeah. at Crota. Nothing's hit. Gallahorn, boom. Gallahorn, and then fucking sword jumps up he starts swinging he goes back down you you wash repeat you don't get it in one go you go back into the room and you climb up on the doorways so none of the thrall and knights on the yeah. floor fucking matter anymore oh my god that whole raid that whole raid was riddled with cheese yeah no people would have had a much harder time if they did it legit they never did it legit it's the same thing with riven with the riven yeah. fight i've never done a riven fight legit i don't intend to <sighs> um really quick one thing that is coming next season that we know of is a fucking out of nowhere ubisoft crossover event yeah assassin's creed so it's on screen right now on the left you see shacks and you see a wolf and you see saint 14 this is in assassin's creed they basically just took the characters and it's <laughs> It's a little fucking silly. Shax has a <laughs> Gallarhorn sword, which is badass. Yep. Um, wolf, a and... mechanical wolf. Hmm? And there's a mechanical Galar wolf. Oh, is that a mechanical wolf? I just thought it had yeah. armor. Oh, maybe it does. Maybe it just has armor. It looks I mean, it is the Galar wolf, though. It, it is literally the Galar wolf. And then Saint-14, if you notice, he actually has Osiris's sword, uh, Dawnblade yeah. sword, which is a really nice touch. But Destiny being fucking badass, I saw a lot of people being upset that the Hunter, which... Um, people are always upset no matter what. That the Hunter wasn't literally just fucking Ezio. And it's just like, why would it be as lame as that? Ezio doesn't fit in the Destiny universe at all. Like, I understand that you want it, but this is better because this is a character who... Like, Bungie put in effort here to make a character fit in Assassin's Creed Warlock look and Assassin's Creed Titan look and an Assassin's Creed Hunter look. And the Titan specifically is from um, Odyssey, which I think is okay. a, very, a very smart choice. I think the Hunter is also very Odyssey. The Hunter is cool because it looks, it almost looks like a um, Trojan helmet. Yeah, which was the Odyssey era. Um, gotcha. I would have liked it more, though, because now that I'm saying that out loud, uh, they have uh, Origins, Odyssey, and I think Ragnarok, which was their uh, Egyptian, uh, Roman, and uh, Norse. I would have I would have really enjoyed seeing each class getting one of those instead of each kind of existing within the same timeline. I understand why it's easier not to make distinct assets. Um, 
How do you think these are going to be handled? Because this season we have, um, instead of getting our arc Eververse armor, we got the epic uh, Fortnite crossover, <laughs> which, you know, it's great armor. I love the armor. <laughs> But I want my fucking arc armor. I didn't get my arc armor. And now next yeah. season, we're getting this goddamn Ubisoft shit. And it's just like, are we getting the arc armor ever? Is that ever going to happen? When are we going to get our stasis armor? When are we going to get our fucking strand armor? You're running out of time to give me the shit that I want. And it's like, this is cool, and I'm going to get it. But I want my fucking... I want what well, I expected and then, as well. And, and then on top of that, they're playing around with the whole like armor that pairs up with an exotic. Mm-hmm. So, oh, but, but like, I love that. That's such a cool idea. And, yeah. I want. I, I wish want, they would keep going with that. They need to double down on that and make it full sets, in my yeah. opinion. Yeah, I agree. I want a whole um, full set of Orpheus rig. Yeah, right? Full set Full set of goddamn everything, really. I love the... Uh, what is the, uh, the, the Dune Marcher boots look? That thing is cool. Well, I only know the 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 hunter, uh, Orpheus and Bacchus, and the Bacchus cloak is kind of meh for me. Like, I oh, I right. like it, I guess. I don't really like cloaks with a a backplate. Um, but I would love to see Bacchus armor, like uh, chest, arms, legs. It's so. Um, and also, I think this is coming in Lightfall. Uh, in the Twelve, we got um some arbalists. I'm gonna put these on screen. Um. Just because I, I think these are awesome. These are kind of like the prototypes of uh, what Arbalest could look at. And so the first one we have on screen is the black armory look for Arbalest, which I think is a fantastic look for Arbalest. So cool. And um, yeah. so black armory. We got to get those the black armory assets back. Black armory had a lot of things that was really awesome to it. And they're just kind of gone now, I think. Are they back? I'd feel like an idiot if they're back. <laughs> they're not okay because <laughs> that you mean oh you mean the weapons like the yeah. weapons showing up in game no they're yeah. not back not okay. not not explicitly back i mean you can reprint whatever it was that you could uh, one or two but it, they're it, not like i don't want to yeah. i don't want to like shit on bungee or anything, but it feels like such like i hate i hate when people say missed opportunity <laughs> but it does kind of <laughs> feel like a missed opportunity that we have a forge now <laughs> We can't forge because, forge weapons. It's because every time you hear it, it's tied to some. It's like those sayings they use. Them. Yeah. Let me open the door for you know talking shit. Here we go. Yeah. I those uh those weapon ornaments for Arbalest were created by. That's where it was. It was created by. Oh, I wish I had it up. Um. Uh, yeah. Actually, I should have. I should have kept that up because I want to give the artist uh name. Yeah. Give me a shout. That was awesome. Uh, she did some other really cool stuff. And so we have the second one up now. Um, uh, Stellar State Logic, because they also got the, the community focus. Um, so oh, the, cool. the second one is up. And what is is it? What do you think this is um, inspiration from? Is it just like unique inspiration? Because it's got these stars on it and it's got like filigree, almost like text mechanica, but I, I can't yeah. place it. That's what I was thinking. It was text mechanica. But it, like, aren't these like dawning stars? Oh, good question. Um, let me zoom in on my. I think it was stellar art logic. Let me, I'm going to feel bad if it's not. 
Um, so let me let me pull up the actual uh, from the TWAB. Uh, Did they have names? Right. I don't think they had names. Uh, one the one that is on now is called Historic. Oh yeah, that's so, right. They did have names. Um, yeah, Historic looks text mechanic. Yeah, and like the the name Historic doesn't exactly give um dawning. No, it sounds more text mechanic like back in the pre golden age. Yeah, text mechanic. And it is stellar art logic. Great job on all of these. Um, uh, I I, I feel like they might have tried to go like. They didn't want to do Tex Mechanica, but they wanted to do Tex Mechanica Era, which if they if that was the goal, they absolutely succeeded. And the third one, and this one is probably my favorite. Uh, this one is perfect. I hope this one wins. As much as I love the Black Armory aesthetic, I hope this one wins. It's it's so good. Uh, they did this a great one, job. Of course, is called Synthwave. And then look, it's got the little stars that you associate with. Yeah, it's got different little stars, doesn't it? Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, they did an amazing job. Yeah, fa- fan, fantastic job. Yeah, um, I want to see more of this. I love it when they have mm-hmm. out, outliers of the of the community come in and amazing. Yeah, I mean, um, I would love to see this happen like uh, once a year, you know, have a have a community artist like obviously they're being paid for their efforts and and for their work. Have a have a community poll select um, between three to five weapons. The winner weapon gets given to an artist to design uh, a few concepts for. And then from those concepts, have a second poll and then the winning concept actually gets designed in game. I think that's. A fantastic thing and it, it all works because they actually get it's not just be like hey give us your ideas and maybe we'll pick one and give you a shout out like they're they're, they're being paid by bungie they are a a contracted artist and it it's a it's a fantastic system and i, I hope we i hope we get to see more of it in the future and i'm very excited uh for next season because uh, i think we're kind of coming at our time um yep. right at time yeah, that's why I wanted to, I wanted to squeeze these in because uh, these were relevant and uh, uh, the art was awesome. I I love shouting out art uh, from the community when I can. <sighs> so our next show should be on the 18th of December. Yep. That's that's a week before Christmas. Just like I said, oh fucking, I I don't get a fucking break this week. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Unending. Um. Uh, so we're going to be talking about the new season, uh, Rasputin, maybe some hive. The dungeon goes live immediately. It goes live on the sixth. Uh, so maybe we'll talk some dungeon. I'm definitely going to try to get in to that. I'm very excited for it. Uh, no, that's it. All right. Bye everybody.